What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Fast Track, formerly known as Pave the Way Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Helbeck, and on this show, you are gonna learn exactly how to be successful as a real estate investor. It doesn't matter if you're brand new or if you've done dozens and dozens of deals. This is a podcast you're gonna be able to listen to that's gonna give you actionable, specific advice on how to be successful within real estate investing. I'm gonna interview top-notch real estate investors each and every week, and there's also gonna be some content that is just gonna be me telling you exactly about my journey and how I've went from a broke kid starting out to a million dollar real estate investor. So if you wanna learn how to be successful investing in real estate, this is the show to listen to, and I'm looking forward to being able to serve you at a high level. up everybody welcome to this week's rei deal breakdown it might be a little bit of a shorter video because i'm still under the weather so i really just didn't do a lot of work but i got to get the content out so today is all about 416 westbridge and what a colossal failure this project was so everyone talks about making money in real estate get rich quick and all this kind of stuff but nobody likes to talk about bad deals when you lose money and this is not the first time it's happened to me it's the third time i think maybe fourth i think i've broken even a few times that basically is a loss if you count your time so this one was a colossal failure the biggest real estate loss so far we lost 20 grand on this thing so a lot of lessons on why we lost that money so First things first, the way I found the deal was from a real estate agent who I will not name. And if he's listening, he knows who he is. He brought me the property. It was actually listed on the market, which was red flag number one. Don't buy listed properties. Usually, sometimes they work, but a lot of the times they don't work. So that means a listed properties when, when the house is for sale in the public's eye, right? So everyone sees this house is for sale. And usually if a house is listed, it will sell for the highest price because the market sees it. So this property was on the market. He said it's a quote unquote good deal. And if you're watching the video, I put a air quote over that. He was like, oh, the property's probably worth 220 fixed up. And I, I confirmed that and it seemed like it made sense. But the, the thing I was questioning was like, if it's worth 220 fixed up and the house wasn't a total gut job either. Like it was dated, but it wasn't shot. And you'd think that if the house is worth 220 and it was just dated, maybe it's worth, you know, 185, 190 on the market, right? And it was listed for 160. So I'm like, that's odd, but it is what it is. So I originally offered 140, they said no, they came back at like 146 or so, or no, 150 and I went to 146 and they took the offer. So we went into contract and closed on it and then I started to get involved in the rehab and worked with a bad contractor, which is my fault. He took way longer than I thought, uh, which costs money because you have holding costs. And then the big problem on this house, well, there's multiple problems, but one of the big problems was there was a sewer issue. So this real estate agent didn't really know what they were doing. And I just being blunt about that, they made a claim and they said that the sewer could be fixed for like $2,000 cause it failed the inspection. Like the town inspected the sewer and it failed. So it needed to get fixed. And the original quote was like $6,000 or $7,000. And the realtor was a yes man and was like, oh, well, I think we can get it done for two grand. I know a guy who could do it and everyone's a plumber in this neighborhood. And I'm like, all right, well, if, that's, if you think that's the case, then great. And I didn't verify that because I'm a jerk off and I already own the house. So like not, not much I could do. So after we discovered that it was not two grand, that realtor was talking out of their ass. We turned around and, and got a quote for exactly what they told us. Said about seven, no, 6,800 or something like that, which wasn't in the budget. Shocker. And that cost us more money. And then uh, we had the house, you know, finally renovated and we went to go put it on the market with that same agent who I should have never given the listing to, but shame on me. He already made money on the buy side. And we put it on the market and it just didn't sell. 
did not sell and we had no offers and we put it out at the price he suggested and had nothing. And then we did a price reduction, had no offers, no open houses, which is terrible. And then we dropped the price again the third time. Now we're like kiss of death in this house. It's like catching a falling knife, no offers. And I decided at that point to you know part ways with that real estate agent. And I, I just told him that I no longer need him to sell this house. I found a better real estate agent who knew the market much better than this person. They were like, yeah, this is probably a 200 house. And the other person told me a 220 house. So obviously there's the profit. That was the projected profit. And we put it on the market, but we actually staged the house. This realtor had a way better strategy and she had me, she staged it. She actually paid for it. So she paid for the staging. She put some skin in the game, which is good because that, that means that they're confident it'll sell. They're not just going to put money into something they don't think is going to sell. They did a bunch of open houses and we got an offer for like 198 net to us, I believe. You know, at the end of the day, we sold it for less than we thought we were going to sell it for. We had to fire the real estate agent actually on the second listing, but I'm not going to get into that one. That one ended up working out for us. But uh, anyway, so what are some lessons you can learn from this, right? Obviously a colossal failure. The address was 416 Westbridge in Glen Olden, Pennsylvania, near Philadelphia. Number one, don't buy houses on the MLS for the most part. When the entire market sees a property, it's usually going to get sell for what it's worth. And I should have known that, which I did know that, but I decided to roll the dice and I rolled the dice the wrong way. That's the first lesson. The second lesson is you need to verify information and don't just take someone's word for it because at the end of the day, they don't have skin in the game. You do as the investor, the real estate agents do not have skin in the game. They get paid if the house sells and if a house doesn't sell, they have nothing to lose except for their time. So I should have verified more information. I did not do that. Number three lesson is that you got to work with a good team. When I got rid of the one real estate agent who didn't do a good job, gave him every opportunity to win. But when they didn't do a good job, I found someone who did a, found somebody who did a way better job and actually got the house sold for the true price, which I should have done this. I shouldn't have bought the deal, but I should have just listed it with this person to begin with. Anyway, the new person I was meeting, you got to work with a good team. So if you have a bad team, uh, you know, whether it's an internal team or realtors, contractors, you're going to be in trouble. So, and then the fourth lesson is obviously, you know, it's kind of the same thing, but you can't overpay for properties, right? No deal is better than a bad deal. You got to learn that lesson. No deal is better than a bad deal, right? I'd rather walk from a deal than get into a bad deal and lose money, right? Don't just do a deal, do a deal. Just, you gotta be really diligent and stern. And I, what I should have done on this property is I should have went in the contract and then when I found out the septic or the sewer was shot, I should have asked for a big price reduction. And if they said no, I should have just forfeited my measly $2,000 deposit and walked away and said, screw it, I'm not doing this deal. And then I would have rather lost $2,000 and $20,000, right? So big mistake there, 10X loss there because of uh, the stupidity of me performing on this property. So though, that's the deal. So hopefully you learned some, got some value from this and I'll see you on the next one. Oh, by the way, if you're in Delaware, Northern Nevada, the Reno area, Hudson Valley or San Diego, and you want to JV a deal with me or wholesale me an actual deal, Greg at VelocityHouseBuyers.com. See you soon. Thank you for listening to an episode of the Real Estate Investing Fast Track. I hope you got a lot of value from this specific episode. And there are a few takeaways that you're able to gather from this to implement in your business so you can be a more successful real estate investor. So if you did get value from the show, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes, it would really mean a lot to me. That's how we keep growing the show and getting great guests is because people see the reviews, they see that we have a high quality show and they want to contribute as a guest. So that would be great. Also, if you got value, if you could share the show on social media, that would be great because that is how people see this. 
besides the reviews. So once again, if you did get value, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes and share the show on social media, it would really mean a lot to me and I'll see you on the next episode.